Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. And today we're covering a category we've never covered on the contender cast i am so excited on the podcast today is colin house he's the ceo of intellibed we are talking the mattress and sleep industry colin it is so great to have you on the podcast thanks justin really excited to be here appreciate the invite i am so excited i loved learning about you and this company and um like i said we've just never covered that on the podcast so i can't even wait to unpack that today we're going to talk for those of all all of you that are listening we're talking about the industry we're going to talk about intellibed and what makes it a unique um offering in this space you're going to learn about colin's background which is fascinating um and of course we're going to get to some really great lessons learned at the end so let's start off with this colin you have had an amazing career and really cool background both on the big company side and the entrepreneurship side and here you are ceo of this amazing brand but talk about first your move from south africa to the u.s and then weave in for us some of these other stories sure it's uh it's a, it's an interesting journey to say the least, <laughs> but um, I just feel very fortunate to to be able to be here in this country because the, this is a, a land of a lot of great opportunity. Um, I grew up in South Africa, and uh, after high school, you have to serve two years mandatory military service. So I did that, and while I was in the military, I actually started playing volleyball, and I fell in love with volleyball. And when I finished my two years, a good friend and I decided, well. We want to go to America. That's the <laughs> land of opportunity. And so we literally, we sold everything we had. Okay, granted, we didn't have a whole lot. Sure. And um, I had about $1,000. My friend had $400. Um, we bought two tickets to L.A. Didn't know a soul in America. Hadn't been here. Wow. Arrived in L.A. and say, okay, we want to, <laughs> we're here to play volleyball. Now, <laughs> now what, right? So I, I grew up from, you know, pretty humble, humble beginnings. And, uh, I, you know, my folks didn't have a lot of money. And so my dad said, I'll put you in a hotel the first night, and then you guys are on your own. So we land in L.A. We say, okay, where to now? Literally at the airport, we say, Hollywood. That obviously must be that's a cool where, place. That's and where you play volleyball, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so we get to Hollywood, and it's like gunshots all night. And it was kind of a, we were in the hood. But we rented a car, and we actually ended up living in the car and driving up and down Southern California, going to all the universities, introducing wow. ourselves to the coaches. Wow. And um, at night, you know, this was in, in January, so it still got cold at night. So we'd go park the car in Beverly Hills, which was a safe place, obviously. We'd figured that out. <laughs> and drive around the block every few hours to warm the car up. And so... That's how we started, and eventually we met some of the scouts and coaches, and were offered uh, scholarships to play volleyball. So wow. that's how our journey in the U.S. started. Unbelievable! And you didn't have any thought that that would be the case. Like you had no way of knowing if it was going to work out. It just it got on the plane Absolutely and came to not. L.A. Wow! Unbelievable. Yeah, no, we we didn't know a soul here. We literally lived in the car and just. Went to all the universities, USC, UCLA, Pepperdine, all the campuses, and just try to network and get into the volleyball scene. Wow. Unbelievable. So that's how we started. And uh, 
you know, for me, the American dream is very much alive and well, no matter what people say, no matter what, what, uh, is going on in the news this is still the greatest country ever <laughs> i agree you almost have to turn off the news you know what i mean it's just it's, especially yeah, the last exactly. six to eight months it's just been over the top <laughs> but that's a that's yep. another podcast for another day <laughs> so that's so, right so you make your way to the u.s and then what happens so we played volleyball played professional after that and then um started i got into tech with uh, hp and compact yep. and started was doing strategy and, and mergers and acquisitions and uh you know, I spent ten years in the tech space. lived in lived in Silicon Valley, and and did that. Did my my turn there, and then um, I've always had the entrepreneurial bug, and so that's why I came to America, right? Sure, Just to absolutely. fulfill my dream, something bigger and better. And um, so, after about ten years in the tech space, I decided to venture out on my own, and I started a, a charter school company with a good friend of mine, and we developed charter schools wow. and we built and sold charter schools on the bond markets that was so high, that was high market that, right yes that was high market. yeah so we we kind of did that and we ended up selling the company after a few years wow. and started doing a bunch of other little startups and some software and some apps and um crashed a few companies <laughs> because you, you're not an entrepreneur unless you crash and burn a few times right. and yeah. learn some very expensive lessons along the way you know, you mentioned and though they, before you get keep going on that. You mentioned you yep. had the entrepreneurial bug, and so I'd love to hear like what did that mean for you? Like what was missing in the the day job? I'll call it within the maybe the bigger company or in that environment that you right. was kind of bothering you. Yeah, that that's actually a, a fascinating question. Um, you know, when you work for a big company and you, you, you grow and you climb the ladder and you've got a great stable position and income and everything's fine, but I wanted to create and, and develop something and work for myself and chart my own course and develop my own my own journey. Wow. And that was really what was missing. It's great working for a stable company, but it's not as fulfilling as charting out on your own. Sure totally makes sense so yes so that's what continue on then yes so tell us your so you you did the charter school thing and then i uh, developed a couple of other apps and software and and did a few interesting um startups along that crashed and burned several of them and then um i had a, 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 a guy i knew approached me and said hey i've got a company i'd like you to potentially invest in it would you come up and take a look? So I went up and took a look, and it was super interesting. It was music therapy that helped autism, wow. autistic children. Okay. And I thought, music? What? And so I went up and took a look at it, and it was it was a very, very cool product, and it still is today, by the way, and it really does help um, autism and autistic kids. And And I was just totally fascinated by it. But he said, before you leave, let me show you something else we've got in the back room. So I said, okay, great. And he brought out and he showed me the sound programs that were actually developed for NASA to help the astronauts sleep in space. Wow. So his brain scientists had put together the sound-based program to help NASA. And, and that caught my attention. I was just Totally. Hooked. That'd be fascinating. So this is sleep decided, genius, right? Yeah, so right out of the gate, we kind of acquired that technology, 
and we built an app. Wow. And we took the app to market and it was, um, it was just a success right out of the gate because this technology, I'll give a two second overview on the, yeah, the sure. technology piece. The, the astronauts, they orbit the earth every 92 minutes and what they were finding is their circadian rhythm got all messed up because they were going from light to dark every 92 minutes. And it was just throwing them off. So they weren't sure whether to sleep or be awake. And their brain was all out of sync with sleep. So these brain scientists got together and they had a hypothesis. And the hypothesis was, why do babies sleep when you rock them? Hmm. So they started doing all these tests and they started mapping the brain when, you, when you'd rock these babies. And they found that there's a direct connection between your sleep centers in your brain and this rocking sensation. So our inner ear, our vestibular system, controls the balance in the body, right? Sure. So they figured it's impractical to rock people to sleep. I mean, physically, it just doesn't make sense. But they created the sound program with different frequencies that creates an imbalance in your ear. So it's you listen to it in stereo and you get different frequencies in each ear and what that does it naturally simulates the sensation of being rocked like a baby wow that is really cool and so, so that unique. was really the wow. yeah that was the foundation of the sleep genius app so we put it in an app we took it to market i mean we literally got millions of downloads without any marketing because it, <laughs> it really solved the problem right yeah Wow, that's unbelievable. So that that got you into this whole. You would I guess it is almost where technology play in addition to the the music and sound piece of it. How did you translate that into the IntelliBed experience? So that was an interesting that was an interesting connection. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about sleep, and right. I'd only developed a couple <laughs> of apps in the past, and you know, for. For entrepreneurs out there, you just kind of you just hustle and hustle and you figure things out along the way. That's that's part of the fun of the journey, right? It's no just question. figuring things out. But this this company called IntelliBed approached me one day and said, Hey, you've got millions of users on this app. We'd love to co market with you. And I was like, Okay, well, we've got this gel technology. They said it's disruptive, it's new. It's the best thing since sliced cheese, right? And I was like, <laughs> okay. They said, we'll give you a free bed. You try it out. <laughs> Amazing. I, was like, well, I just spent like 6000 bucks on this super intergalactic Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, well, why would I want a free bed? I, I've, I've spent a fortune on this other bed. I, I'm going to use this thing, right. even though, granted, I hated the thing, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> so... They persisted and they bugged me and eventually I agreed to try their bed. And I tried it and they showed me the gel technology. And I was just hooked. It was like the sleep stuff, the sleep genius sure. sound program. I mean, it was just disruptive. It was nothing else was like it. And then I was hooked. So we hammered out a deal with the founders of IntelliBed and I took over the company about five years ago. Wow. And it, we, we look at it as a 20-year overnight success story, like a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Sure. Now, when you – when you and I was blown away, by the way, uh, for those that haven't checked out, IntelliBed.com, and you can just – I mean, you, if you haven't checked out the product, I mean, amazing. The reviews are extraordinary. When you came into um, the role 
I guess this is now at least six years ago. Where, where was the yeah. company then in its development? Did it, you know, was it already fully developed product wise or like what were some of the kind of the current status of the company and then things you needed to jump into quickly? Sure. I, I think when I first came in and took it over, I mean, they were barely hanging on by the fingernails, right? Sure. It, it was, it was founded by some incredibly smart engineers and the company was just barely hanging on and um, they didn't have a good go-to-market strategy, so they weren't selling through the right channels. The product was developed because the technology was there, but the go-to-market strategy was all out of whack. Um, and then obviously like many, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, please continue. That's great. So, so like many companies, Justin, they, these guys were underfunded. They didn't have a lot of funding to really pivot and make a real run at the market. And so that's what we did. We sort of spent the first two years stabilizing the company, bringing on some good talent um, and setting a strategy and a vision for where we wanted to go. And that's kind of how we started the journey with Intellibed. I love that. Um, and I explain to our audience what we mean by gel and how that makes for a different type of experience. Okay, yeah, no. It's a fascinating story. So the mattress industry has, for the last 30 years, has been a very sleepy industry. Yeah, I, <laughs> no I went there, intended. I said it was a sleepy industry. No pun intended, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> but it really has. It's very, it does not have a lot of innovation. And this gel is, it was actually, I'll give you the backstory on the gel. It was in 2000, these engineers got together and they were trying to find a replacement for, for memory foam. So Tempur-Pedic, the last great disruption was Tempur-Pedic, and that was in 1992. Wow. And they've ruled the roost since then. Memory foam has ruled, and it's been Tempur-Pedic since then. And there's not been any innovation. In 2000, this gel matrix was developed, and it looks like a, a, a gel grid. It's about two and a half inches deep, and it's like a honeycomb grid of gel. And what makes this gel so unique? It's an engineering phenomenon. So what you really need is, in, in a mattress, what you really need is two things. You need a bed that's really firm. Like if you went to your chiropractor and they said, Sleep on the floor, that's the best surface for your back sure. because it keeps it in alignment. But you also need a mattress that's really soft to take away pressure points on your hips and your shoulders. Wow. So what happens is you and your partner go into a mattress store. You've got a sea of beds, right? Right, They have of 40, 50 beds <laughs> in the store. Yep. Buying a mattress has been rated one of the worst experiences by consumers so you go in and you've got to now choose your partner and you have to choose a mattress. Well, you may like a really firm mattress, but your partner may want a really soft mattress. So one of you is going to lose this battle. So you have to compromise. <laughs> totally true. Yep. No question. So, so somebody's getting a raw deal, right? So that's, that's how the mattress industry has been for decades. Well, you have to choose and we call that the great compromise, right? Gel matrix what makes it so unique is this engineering phenomenon, this design of the gel. It actually gives you both firm and soft at the same time. 
And you say, well, Colin, come on, seriously? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> right. It's like saying something's hot and cold. It, it just doesn't make sense. But it really, truly, it's an engineering phenomenon, and it does give you both firm and soft. And we've got some really cool videos on our website. If yes, you're amazing. You can kind of go and have a look and see. And that's what breaks the compromise. So the origin of the mattress back in 2000, they actually started using it in hospital environments. So they would wow. put it in a burn unit or a long-term patient care where these patients are immobile getting bed sores, and it would start curing stage three, stage four bed sores because it was so pressure relieving. The gel gives you all the pressure relief, but yet still keeps your spine in alignment. So that was the, the medical origin. In fact, today, the gel matrix is still used in medical hospitals today with Striker Medical. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, and, and it's really cool. I, on the, I like how on the website also you kind of you show the breakdown of you know, what's inside. Um, and it is, it's different and, and really fascinating. Um, you, you've got different collections, I noticed. So you've got the legacy, the signature limited and talk about that. And then your approach to the market, is it direct to consumer or all through retail? How's that shaping up for you guys? Yeah. So we've got, we've got a, we started off way back when selling through health and wellness because it really is truly a health and wellness product absolutely um so we'd get these these um affiliates and bloggers that are health and wellness experts and they would come in and test our products and look for you know toxicity and and how does it really help you from a health and wellness standpoint and so that was our original go-to-market the problem was that's why I refer to us as a twenty-night overnight, a twenty-year overnight success, because nobody knew who we were. So our challenge was: how do we get this incredible technology to mainstream America? Sure. And so what we did was we actually partnered with Mattress Firm, which is the largest specialty mattress retailer in the world. So we partnered with Mattress Firm, and are now coast to coast in their stores. And it's been an incredible partnership. So a lot of companies went direct to consumer, you know, the Caspers of the world and some of those others. Sure. And they're all selling the same product. It's just foam. <laughs> it's just foam. Now, and foam's been around for decades. Uh, totally. Now, when you go through a retailer like a mattress firm, how do you differentiate? I mean, how, how do you inform the associates in a way that they know what's different about your product and, and why it would make sense versus another. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you translate your vision yeah. and product vision to the, to the retailer? So if you if you, if you've been around for a long time and you remember the Intel inside campaign, of course, with Intel and AMD and the big wall that was going on in the chip space, Intel said it was Intel inside, right? So, for us, it's gel matrix inside. What's inside your mattress really matters. Got it. So what we did was we put a little demo box together that shows this gel, and you it's in every mattress firm store or every, every, firm, every store that sells our product. And you can go in and you can actually see a demo of the gel and why it's firm and why it's soft at the same time. It's super cool. Very cool. And we, we've got a couple of you know short videos on our website that show that. 
but we've taken that into the retail store because a consumer needs that tactile experience to feel it and touch the gel and see why it's really just different. Got it. And yeah, this and it is great. You guys have done a great job on your site. But I also like that I can find uh, around where I live in Atlanta where I can go buy it, which is nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So talk about how things have grown over the time that you've been there. Like, what have been the things that have gone well in the areas that, you know, maybe hadn't gone so well in the time that you've been in the leadership role? Sure. I think probably the number one thing that we had to change in the company was our strategy from a go-to-market standpoint. We were going down and had been for many years a channel of sales and distribution that wasn't getting it into mainstream America. Got it. And so picking the right sales go-to-market channel was very important for us. So we had the choice, right? Three, four years ago, when Casper and those guys were all blowing up and doing great and in, in the limelight and on the forefront of everyone's minds, we had the choice. Do we go and compete in that space or do we go into wholesale retail? And we chose the latter. And the reason we chose that was because, A, we were a more higher-priced luxury product, but, B, we very quickly saw that it was a bloodbath in that low-end price product range and the customer acquisition cost was like $400. Sure. And that's just not a long-term sustainable business model. So that's why a lot of these guys like Casper's and all of them are really struggling to even be profitable. It makes sense. So we opted to go on a different path relative to our go-to-market strategy. And from a consumer perspective, I mean, a mattress is something that you buy and you don't buy every year, we'll say, right? I mean, you may buy several, right. I guess, over time. Sure. Do, how sure. do you guys think about the consumer and the relationship with the consumer and like maintaining that over time? Or is it more about winning the transaction at that point in time? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you think about yeah. that consumer relationship? Sure. I think it's important because consumers, I mean, let's be honest, consumers have been completely misled for decades. <laughs> right. These big mattress companies, and it's the same for a lot of consumer products, let's be honest. No doubt. You get these big big companies that have massive marketing budgets, so they're inundating the consumer with messages, and a lot of times it's smoke and mirrors, right? So sure. when a consumer goes to buy a mattress, they're like, they've, they've heard about all the big name brands, they've heard about the bed-in-the-box guys. Right. They don't know which is really the right one for them. And that's been the problem in the industry. So we've tried to set ourselves apart with something that actually works. So that's really our approach. To have something real and tangible and different and that actually can provide a solution to a problem. It's not a smoky mirror kind of gimmicky thing. Sure. So that's the differentiator we have when we talk about our customer relationship. I mean, we've got we've got some guys in all seriousness, Justin, that have actually bought twenty beds from us. Sure, I believe they it. deck out their homes, they deck out their vacation homes. They, I mean, all the kids have them. They bought them for their kids, and it, it's incredible. Once you once people understand the technology, they become lifelong customers. No doubt, no doubt. And then word of mouth travels quickly you know, as people experience Absolutely. that. 
Um, Absolutely. You've you've been an interesting. You know, again, back to your background, having both the entrepreneurial experience, and I would even view this role and what you're doing as a, a hybrid, right? You're building a brand, but having to be an entrepreneur. As as you're thinking about our audience and those that are looking for advice, like what are two or three of the biggest lessons learned you've had in your career? Um, and thinking about jumping out and doing your own thing or helping to grow a, another brand? Sure. I think a couple of things. One is you've just got to have the courage to go for it. Half the battle is just getting out there and swinging. And so having the courage. The second biggest thing is you're going to fail. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. <laughs> right. Entrepreneuring, <laughs> entrepreneuring is hard. And you've got to have thick skin and you're going to fail. And if you're not self-aware enough to learn from those mistakes, you're going to keep failing and making a lot of the same mistakes. And, and it's just a tough business. So you've got, to, you've got to be resilient and you've just got to get back up on that horse and just keep riding. And, and I'd say the most important, I was actually having this discussion with a, a, a very good friend of mine who started a company. And he was, he was asking me for some lessons that he could use in his new startup. Sure. And the conversation was really around where I failed the most in some of my startups was getting more enamored with the actual product and the mm. product development, and building the app and the sure. technology. And entrepreneurs love building stuff. But my advice is, Build something that's good enough, get it to market. But the number one lesson learned where I failed the most is I didn't focus on revenue and the sales channel. Interesting. So if you can focus on sales and revenue, then you'll have plenty of time and capital to go back and fix and build the perfect product. Hmm. But don't get sucked into the trap of building and developing and building and developing without focusing and going heavily into your revenue channels and how that's going to happen. Well, and that's a fascinating idea because as you know, a lot of founders are, are the, the developer or are the, the person that came up with the product or, and it's like their baby and, and they may not be the best at like selling or marketing or building a yep. awareness. Right. I mean, that's where they need to yep. ask for and get help. And I think that's where, that's where you've got to find the right partners, right? I mean, I'm I'm not a technology guy. I couldn't write a line of code <laughs> if I tried. But, sure. but I'm really good at sales and strategy and business development. And the smart thing, the founders of Intellibed, they, they were all these engineers. And they right. knew that was their weakness. So partnering with the right complementary skill set is, is very key. Wow. That's great advice. Um, Colin, share with our audience where they can find you guys, how they can buy your product, how they can connect in with your social, et cetera. Yeah, the, the easiest thing is just on our website, intellibed.com. Um, we've also got you know an 800 number that you can call if you want to talk to one of our, our sleep experts, and that's 888-435-2339. Or the easiest, it's on the website, too. It's just at intellibed.com. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. And great comparisons here of the different products. You guys should check that out. Colin, it's so great having you on the podcast. Thanks for sharing some of your background and your experience with us. And we can't wait to have you back on down the road as you continue to build this brand. 
Sure. Thank you for uh, having me, Justin. It was great. Much appreciated. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.